Thanks to Raycon Wireless Earbuds for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Raycon Earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. For a limited time, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash applebits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. Ooh, let's just ease into this right now. Uh. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Thank you for hanging out with us. It is episode, I believe, 136. 136. We keep on doing it, holding it down, going strong for everything. You know, this is kind of like the weekly recap of all the biggest news around Apple. So this week, I decided to kind of do a little different thing. There's not too much crazy stuff going on. So I thought, hey, let's bring in a guest, Ray Wong from Input Mag. He's been on the show before. And kind of the biggest news is actually around the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold. We both have our hands on it. We're both working on a review. So kind of want to talk about our initial impressions and how that connects to what Apple is or isn't doing. And then on top of that, we're going to jump into kind of a breakdown of all the rumors and Apple products we've heard for this fall that may or may not be coming and how we feel about it. So that's what this show is going to be about. But before we get to that, I advise you, I recommend you, hey, give me that five-star review on iTunes. Put in a comment. It helps us with the algorithm. Just bumps it up so that people like my mama can be proud of me. I'd appreciate that. Also, be a part of this show. All you got to do is record a voice memo to your phone, to your laptop, to your computer, to your whatever, and then send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. Leave your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, and we will put it in next week's show. I know I waited a little longer, but I think this show has a lot that will address what a lot of you are thinking about. Also, this show is completely 100% supported by you. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you all support me starting at $2 per month. If you're thinking that my content is worth a cup of coffee per month, $5 would be great. 10, 25, the $100 platinum level as well. You guys and gals are allowing me to do this and I can only continue to say thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. And you know, it's up to me to continue to bring you that great content. The benefits of supporting me that way is early access to content like we just did with the recent video and this podcast. You're going to also get perks at different levels, which I still have to send out for a bunch of you. And finally, a completely ad-free version of this show. You don't hear any of the ads whatsoever. So please support me if you can. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. I would greatly appreciate it. And thanks again for all of you who are doing so. All right, let's just get to it. Here's me and Ray Wong talking tech. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Ray Wong from Input in the house. Ray, thanks for coming back on the show, buddy. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> the soundboard, man. I mean, I could have thrown it in there, but since you provided the sound, I don't need to. Well, it, thanks for having me, man. Always. Um, so we know that you've been on the show before, but for new listeners or people that aren't familiar with some of your work, let the people know how they can find you. You can find my stuff on inputmag.com or uh, on Twitter at Ray Wongy. That's where I post most of my stuff. Don't really post too much on Instagram. Okay, but you didn't even say what you actually do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that's important, right? Yeah. Um, I'm senior reviews editor at Input and, uh, you know, just reviewing all the tech and writing about uh, trends and, you know, 
telling it like it is, you know? There we go. There we go. I think people now go, okay, now I'm going to listen to this guy. All right. It's the guy, it's the guy, you know, who's always writing those takes and nobody agrees with him and just get into Twitter arguments. Yeah. You, you, (laughs) yeah. You, I feel like you've been putting out a lot of hot, hot takes on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching. I've been watching. So, hey, you know, the, the hottest thing right now, gadget wise, has to be the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2. So, you and I have both been lucky enough to get actual units to start working through and playing and messing around with. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up first as a topic for our listeners is because it's always important to have context of what else is out there. But for me, look, people are in their different ecosystem. People can battle iOS versus Android. But for me, as a Generation 2 product, the Z Fold 2, I am impressed and I feel like Apple is not doing anything significantly special right now. And this is... (laughs) A special product that still has room to get better, but it is especially for Gen two. It is special. Um, what are your kind of your first impressions about the Z Fold two? Oh, so much better than the first gen, like miles better. Like I they mean, learned a lot. Just, they learned a lot. I mean, uh, you know, they took a lot of the feedback I think from the first gen, and you know, they they kind of had to uh, because the first one was just like so disastrous. Not just because. Uh, first review units uh, seeded out were like, you know, breaking, but also because, you know, it was just the hardware just wasn't good, you know? Um, and they took a lot of the feedback, you know, some of the stuff is like, you know, and, which we'll get to like can't be changed or hasn't changed much, but uh, the things that I thought were bad on the first version, you know, the cover display, the camera cutouts on the foldable display the durability of the foldable display and uh you know i can't really test this myself yet but like you know the they say the hinge is you know a lot more durable Mm -hmm. so i think you know they kind of uh they kind of did some some really awesome stuff here yeah the thing that stuck out to me is one of my favorite phones of the year even though it was too pricey for me but i loved it was the galaxy z flip and I think that you could see even from the Fold one to the Z Flip that they already started trying things out that they're like, oh, we need to change. It's like the hinge on the Z Flip was so much better. Right. The construction of it was just more quality. And you could tell that that was like, okay, if this is what they're doing on the Z Flip, then they got to be doing something much better with the Fold too. And I think it, it really has delivered at least on the major concerns of what were the big flaws. I mean, look, the Z Fold right out of the gates – the screen was getting debris in them in like day one, day two, and just breaking down for review units. And, right. you know, this isn't even like general public consumption. It felt like it was, they were almost sending out the review units. I don't know if they knew this or not. They had to have, but they were almost like beta test units because of just how how poorly they were performing. So, in a in a weird way, I think what's very cool about Samsung is, and they have billions of dollars, not as many billions as <laughs> as Apple, but you know they were willing to take a huge risk on this and say this is what we see as the future, and they were okay with not that they wanted to, but they completely bombed in a way. But they did show us like there were some things they took away, like the audience that had the folders, like oh my gosh, I love the idea of this, but right now the execution is kind of crappy. But I love the idea right. of this, and now I think people are gonna say. I love the idea of this, and the execution is pretty dang good. Now it just comes down to when will the price be a little more affordable. There are going to be people that are just going to buy this outright, and I think it is a great device. And it actually kind of forces your brain to, as I steal a quote from Apple, to think different about how you use the <laughs> device. Because if you, if when I've been using it, when I've been treating it like what I've normally done, 
I'm like not that impressed. But then when I start really trying to use it for what it is as its own unique thing, then I'm like, my I, I get those moments of oh wow, like this is different and oh this is really cool. Right. I mean, there's a conspiracy theory floating around that Samsung purposely did, uh, you know, purposely made the Gen One Fold like not great. Really? Like, kind of like yeah. There's there. I mean, you, you'll find it. Um, really big YouTuber channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, uh, yeah, I mean, there are conspiracy theories that they made the first version like bad, intentionally made it like subpar in order like to improve it on the second gen. Because if they like release this Fold Two on Gen One, what do you do with Gen Two? Like, what could you really do, especially if you can't really make the device? Uh, dramatically, you know, thinner or lighter. Um, what what do you do there? And so, you know, they maybe the the theory is that you know they purposely went with a crappier plastic display. They went with you know these camera cutouts that weren't so great, so they can like blow you away with Gen two and make it like you know really really worth the two thousand dollars. I I don't really buy that. I, I won't you know buy that, but yeah, I I agree with what you're saying about the idea of not giving it their quote unquote best effort but at least putting something out there right right i mean like these are these are devices that are not designed with one version in mind you know like they design a couple of generations ahead and maybe some things don't make it into the first gen you know like an iphone right Mm -hmm. like the iphone 12 that's coming out this year it's supposed to have flat edges or whatever that is probably something they already were working on when they were working on the first gen iphone 10 10 right and like they just they're just saving it for a couple of years from now, you know? And so I think there are obviously definitely different versions of the fold that they were experimenting with. Um, and this just happens to be a gen two product. And, you know, it, it seems like a, sounds like a dumb thing that they would like purposely tank their first gen product just to like say, Hey, look, we made the second gen so much better, but um, you know, Samsung has a history of like, you know, making really, really dramatic changes uh, from generation to generation, you know, the Note series, mm-hmm. uh, the Galaxy series, a lot of this stuff has improved like exponentially over, you know, the first version. So, I mean, my first impression is just this thing feels so good. It looks good, feels great. This cover display, I'm just like so happy the cover display is no longer this teeny little mm. screen for ants, you know, like you can actually do stuff on it. Yeah, it takes <laughs> up basically the tall. entire cover. It's tall and skinny, and like you know, it's so weird to like type on such a cramped, like a compressed keyboard. But it's way more usable than the screen that was like had thick, a thick forehead, a thick bez- uh, chin, and it was just like no. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think Samsung did a lot right here. Yeah, the, for people that are listening and are wondering why are we talking about Samsung so much, we're gonna we're gonna tie it back to Apple. Um, for people that aren't even actually familiar with the Z Fold Two, because I shouldn't assume anything, this is an actual folding display phone. So basically, it's a six point two inch kind of phone when it's folded in half, as if you were thinking of your candy bar, and then when you open it up, it becomes a seven point six inch full on display that folds and closes and can be posed in different positions. Um, I was also really impressed with the, I actually enjoy using the multi-window software. I don't know if you've been playing around with it that much, like mm-hmm. sliding in apps, swapping apps, being able to put three apps on a screen and then even have like floating ones. Like there's a there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. And that was some of the stuff that I had to kind of change my brain. But then once I started using it, I'm like, oh damn, this is, re- this is really nice. I have a question for you. We look at the yeah. fold and we talk about like what Apple is doing. And I'm sure Apple is... I mean, every company is playing with some level 
a foldable concept. You know, in the tech world, for us, we're like, oh, wow, this is this is innovative. It may not sell a, a bunch, but it's innovative. Does that take any shine away from, from Apple's uh, place in the tech bubble versus the large consumer bubble? Because I think a general consumer may not even be paying attention to the Z Fold 2, and Samsung right. wants to change that because someone will be like, oh, wow, it folds, and then they see the $2,000 price tag. They're like, ah! But within the tech community, you know, We've obviously been feeling like, yeah, Apple innovates in ways, but they still just rely on that ecosystem to allow them to be slow and steady. And when they put out something, it's like, oh, it's out now. And that's when the general consumer reacts. I mean, this this feels this feels like one of those things that, again, another company has done, much like when the Alexa came out. This is a different product. Mm-hmm. But Apple had a voice assistant forever. And all of a sudden, Alexa right. came in and just took their lunch. I'm not saying right. the Galaxy Z Fold is taking Apple's lunch anytime soon. But this does feel like one of those moments where, like, dude, Apple, what what are you guys what are you guys really up to? Because the iPhone 12 doesn't look like it's going to be anything earth shattering. Right. I mean, they are not one to like you know experiment out in the public. They don't want to use users as basically beta testers, you know. Um, and you know, I've been thinking a lot about this as I play with the Z Fold 2 and try to think about what I said about the original Fold. My mm-hmm. thoughts for that. You know, and, you know, where we're going, you know, Um, and I think that because this device is like being positioned as a real luxury device, $2,000 is like a lot of of, of money is more than even the most expensive iPhone model. You know, Mm -hmm. that one is like, what, Mm $1,500. And this is like this is like real cutting edge stuff. And you know that it's not like, you know, it's not perfect. So if you buy one, you can probably afford uh, afford to like you know replace the screen if it, it it cracks or you know scratches or whatever or it gets damaged, and um, I think that Apple's not going to do something like this. You know there there are too many like literal entry points for failure for a device like this. You know, mm-hmm. um, and Apple is just not that kind. Of, they do like luxury mass market, and uh, they don't do like you know super hyper premium you know mm-hmm. so then i have to ask again though how do you think this changes their perception within the tech world do, do people is it just because again like i always feel apple obviously does the slow roll and they can be slower than ever before now because the power of the locked in ecosystem are are they innovating as much i mean i think that they their their definition of innovation is very different from like yeah. you know uh, Samsung's, you know, they're they're completely different. Samsung's like, hey, look at this weird unproven tech, and Apple's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, we're not going to do these like motorized pop up selfie cameras. We're not going to do like hole punches. <laughs> we're not going to do all these things. We're going to make sure it's it works and it works long term. You know, because these de- Apple's devices need to last like more than two years. Yeah. They last like usually four or five years, and you just can't have this experimental hardware for that kind of stuff. They, this stuff needs to be rock solid. And, you know, if you look at like kind of the rest of their hardware lineup, like the Macs, you know, like they, have, they could add touchscreens, you know, could've. like it's been te- 10 years. There's no touchscreen on a Mac. I think maybe there's a possibility that they're turning a new leaf because Johnny Ive is gone and they can do whatever the hell they want now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I really think so because, you know, I, I I'm just looking at Mac OS, what is the big sir? Yeah, and big sir. It, 
Big Sur. <laughs> and that, I mean, the spacing of all the icons, all the con- like c- control center and all that stuff, that feels ripe. The icons for the dock, like that feels ripe for touch and tap. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that they're going to maybe change some of that because they, they re- Apple can't really afford a failure on the iPhone, like hardware wise. You know, they can't have this like accidental, oh, this hinge breaks. Oh, this battery catches on fire. They have to be very judicious about the decisions that go into uh, their new hardware because a failure on that level would be like catastrophic. It would dist- it would hurt them so badly. You know, it's not like one product, one of like a hundred product lines like Samsung. You know, this is this fold is like one of so many different series. Apple only has like what? Two, three, three technically SKUs for like the running, iPhone yeah, or whatever. Run, running SKUs of new of, of current year. Right. So items. like if if they were to like get something that just like failed with the newest one, mm it'd be like catastrophic. The news headlines would just rip them over and over. You know, the trust would be eroded so overnight. Yeah, and they would be like, so, um, those two trillion dollars that you're worth might be going down a little <laughs> bit to two point nine nine trillion or to one point nine nine trillion. Sorry, guys. So I I, I don't think Apple is going to do this. You know, everyone's like, oh yeah, Apple's working on, I, I, Apple's working on this uh, foldable iPhone. I have no doubt that they're experimenting with technology and different like you know new tech, but I don't think they're going to actually do this. You know, I. Yeah. I think it seems it, very unapple like. If they do it, it'll be in ten years, just like how long it's taken to potentially potentially we're not even there yet <laughs> to put a basic touchscreen on a MacBook. I, I they they only need to make one. Even if they just made one, like the entry level MacBook that's the twelve incher, just just give it a try, guys. Just call it the MacBook Touch that's, and, and that's, that's all. An, that's, that's called an iPad with no. a a magic keyboard. <laughs> Well, we will get to that in a little bit because remember, I think the last time I had you on the show, we were actually talking, talking about the magic keyboard. Um, let's let's we will address that in a little bit, but let's you know let's transition over to Apple because you're talking about their phone line, and we're talking about look, this is expected to be kind of a jam packed, at least expected jam packed fall season like no other. We have so many products that they could pretty much release at any time without knowing exactly when they'll release it because of all the delays with COVID-19 and factories being shut down. So I thought it'd be kind of sitting on so much stuff. They're sitting on billions more of dollars of stuff right now. (laughs) It's it's kind of gross, right? So I thought it'd be fun for us to (laughs) kind of go down the line right now and talk about some of these fall products, just have some cool back and forth. What are our takes on them? Are we excited about them? Maybe things that they need to do with them. So let's like kind of start hitting these. Obviously we talked about the iPhone. So we're going to start off with the new iPhone 12 and 12 Pro. Probably mm-hmm. uh, the phone with the least amount of secrets out there. I, I don't know if there's anything that's going to surprise us. Now, as an iPhone 11 Pro owner who was absolutely impressed and surprised by the 11 Pro because the camera was so dang good and the battery life was so good. Just two fundamental things that really didn't change the device that much, but actually did. So when you see about the 11, the 12 and 12 Pro rumors, we know roughly four sizes, 5G, maybe 120 hertz, a LiDAR sensor, and the notch making its glorious return. Uh, What what do you think about from what we've seen and heard? This is all speculation, but probably true. What do you think Uh about the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro? Is it just business as usual for Apple or anything to even remotely get you kind of excited? Like what phone are you currently using as your personal driver? So uh, my personal driver is iPhone 11 Pro. 
smaller one, um, have never owned the max or plus size versions. Those are too big, but I think this year is going to be different um, because, you know, there are like four sizes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like a iPhone 12 and then 12 Pro and the sizes are kind of confusing um, because it's like rumors is that it's supposed to be like a 5.4 inch 12, a 6.1 inch 12, a 6.1 inch 12, 12 Pro, Pro, a 6. Seven? seven, yeah, seven inch, six point seven inch, Pro Max, twelve Pro Max, and it's just like okay, I had a perfect size, five point eight inches, and now they're telling me there's going to be an even smaller one and then an even bigger one, and they're taking away the one that I actually, the size I actually have, and that's <laughs> a little upsetting, which means I have to probably get a bigger iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that you know, if you look at the design, you know, it's supposed to look like an iPhone five or iPhone four. Um, you know, this glass and metal sandwich, it's thinner, straighter edges, more like an iPad Pro. Um, this is like the first like real redesign in years. Like even the iPhone 10, even though it has like an you know, all screen display, if you look at like, you know, the corners, the body, that is like reminiscent of the iPhone 6, right? It's an evolution of that. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going back to this flat kind of like boxier design and I think because it looks, it's going to look so different, or not so different, like it's going to look different right off the bat Mm -hmm. that people are going to flock to it. People are going to, I think it's going to be like iPhone 6 level, you know, like a level that Apple hasn't seen in years, you know, and, you know, they're going to, they're going to definitely say things like, oh, it's thinner, it's lighter, it's, you know, got all this faster stuff and more stuff than ever. Um, And they love doing that. They love to like, slowly gradually like make it a little heavier a little thicker and that's what they did with the 11 11 pro you know the battery additional battery made it thicker heavier um and now they can go back to design this design where it's like oh we're we're thinner and lighter again (laughs) you know (laughs) they love to do this every couple years they'll be like we're light again (laughs) we went we went on weight watchers (laughs) um they love to do that um, whether it's going to be like exciting for a lot of people, I mean, they're going to sell a ton of iPhones. They always do, right? Um, I think the lidar sensor is like, mm, I don't know if that's something that's a selling feature. Five G, mm, ah, I mean, yep. I sure. Um, but really, it's going to be the the design and iOS fourteen, which is, I mean, widgets, widgets. iOS fourteen um, is so. definitely where it's at. You know, I think what's interesting point, and we see this every year from. Apple fans and general consumers is look one year it's kind of like hey here's the new hardware design and everyone gets happy about it then the year that it's kind of like the S year is oh you didn't change the design but they add like one hardware feature and then it goes back to hey we changed the design and then it's like but there's no features in it so this is kind of like the back and forth game that they've they've been playing but to your point this drastic design literally appeals to the straight up Apple consumer that's going to buy that typically buys everything Apple just because the design is different. It's a different iPhone. It's a new iPhone, right? They could arguably just put the LiDAR sensor and keep everything pretty much the same. Forget about the fact that the size is changing because let's it, the size changes, but that's not why someone's going to be like, Oh, I got to get, they just see that physically the fundamental design has changed. And, And the fact that it has this LiDAR thing, which is kind of inconsequential still right now, depending on how it contributes to photography. That That's the big thing. If they can really start leveraging that for better photography and it shows and we can see it, then then that's where that comes into play. 
But you don't you don't do those two things, you dough. You do those two things, and it's gonna sell a lot. It's gonna sell a lot. I mean, it, it's easy to communicate new hardware to friends or family, right? When someone's like, "Hey, Ray, what's what's so great about the new iPhone every year?" Right? People ask me this all the time, and I'm like, "I, I mean, last year it's like it's got a third camera, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got a third camera, and uh, you know, longer battery life." And they're like, "Is that is that it?" And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, that's kind of it. I guess there's a green color, and it's like you know, not glossy." And they're like. Okay, I mean, my iPhone's fine. Yeah. But this year, it's gonna be like brand new design. Look at it. You see it. Yeah. There's a big. There's a difference. Yep. Um. And you know, some of these other, it's got five G. And some of these are like you know features that are I don't think are gonna blow people away like five G. Maybe 120 hertz. You know, Apple is like, you know, they are very disciplined in terms of like just choosing the features. You know, like if you look at like what Samsung's done with the S20, the Note 20 Ultra. You know. S20 Ultra, especially, you know, they went overboard, overkill, they, they right? They hit it hard. 100x, like, you know, yeah. uh, digital zoom. It's like, yes, you could do it, but should you have done it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably not. And they, you know, they kind of walked back on that with the Note 20 Ultra, you know, 50x zoom, still reasonable, but not so, like, absurd. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they fixed the autofocus, stuff like that. You know, Apple's going to give you something that's reliable responsive versus something that's just like oh look we can pack this table and this sheet uh, with specs you know and here's how it compares so, like they don't care about milliamp hours that's just not how iphones and ios works you know like it's gonna be like how many hours do you actually get year over year how much performance do you get year over year and what kind of augmented reality you can do like they're gonna play all these features up and i i mean i think it's gonna it's gonna be a win yeah, it, it'll absolutely be a win. I, I mean, even even if it doesn't do much, I already know for this year I'm probably gonna upgrade. Like I, I was, I, I mean, probably because there's years that I haven't upgraded, <laughs> but I'm probably gonna upgrade this year. Well, I was thinking of like last night. I was actually thinking about how many years I've owned an iPhone, and I actually my first iPhone was actually the iPhone four, right? Um, so that was like ten years ago, 2010. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in ten years, I owned seven iPhones. Yeah. I owned the four. Skip the S models, basically four, five, six, seven. I skipped eight. I got 10, 10, 10 S, and then 11 Pro, right? And you know, this is a new design, and I'm gonna go for it probably. The question is, do you go for the smaller one or you go for the bigger one? And the problem is, I love a small phone. I want a small phone that's like powerful, but I also don't want a gimped phone. Like. If the smaller one only has two cameras, I'm not gonna get that man. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm go back. I'm getting whatever has the best. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the smaller of the pro models, whatever that you know. <laughs> I mean, I, unfortunately, look. The thing is that we're stay at home now. I don't even gotta wear pants no more, so it's not like it's gonna affect my skinny jean status. So I'm good. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, I'm always <laughs> like. I mean, that's. I, I'm always like. I want. I need the best. I'm like the guy who buys the 512 gigabyte iPhone because it's like I shoot so much 4K video. I like, you know, do all this stuff and use it for work and all this stuff. So, I mean, I might have to spring for the bigger one. I know it's going to cost a fortune. I know it's going to be like $1,500 or more. It's going to be more than that maybe, you know? But I, I, I don't worry about that because I get a lot of use out of it. And maybe regular people who just, you know, use it for Twitter and Facebook, like TikTok, you're not going to get a lot of use out of that. And nope. it's maybe not worth $1,500, you know? Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, now these days, everyone's like, oh, is this worth it? You see phones get higher in price. And mm -hmm. I never now 
unless it's a really garbage product, I don't comment on price because you just kind of learn over time value is relative to someone. We got someone like me who will yep. buy a comic book for 20 bucks and someone's going to be like, why the hell are you doing that? And so when you apply that kind of thinking, it also carries over to phones and whether it's brand loyalty or you know, right. tech products, There, it's not for me to tell you this is – it might be worth it to me but not to – sometimes people kind of impose this idea like, no, this is absolutely not worth it. It's like that's crap. Like you can't – you shouldn't tell – you give people what is in front of them. Let them decide. But unless it's really garbage, I'll never say like this is not worth it because I don't know what's – I don't know what's worth it to you, right? Just the fact that it has an right. Apple logo on it might – means that some people are going to buy it no matter what and that's what it's worth to them so I'm i mean value them. is value is judged differently you know so it's it's again like you're like you said it's really hard to say what is a good value to me or you or you know mm-hmm. a friend or a family member because you know we're all at different stages right it's easier um, when it's, some, oh sorry go ahead yeah it's easier when someone just i just say well how much what's your budget then that helps right that's how you know right instead of like is this good i'm like well I don't know what But even then it even then it's like what's your use case, you know? Yep. If you're if you're on it all day, if you're using it heavily, you like, you know, you can you can calculate the value of that. You know, it's like I use this, you know, people are like these phones cost more than a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but are you using this device more than a computer? And if you are, then you're getting a lot of value out of it, mm-hmm. right? If you're building your business entirely with your iPhone, I mean, how is that not worth $1,500, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're you're using it more than your your other devices, I mean, it's like, oh, that costs more than a Samsung TV. It's like, yeah, but are you using your Samsung TV every minute all day long? Are you using it for like 12 hours a day? If you're not, then like, honestly, your, your TV is not worth more than, you know, the value isn't worth more than your phone, right? Yeah. All right, thanks again to Raycon for sponsoring this show. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go drop in hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now, all of us are music fans. I've been listening to, guess what, BTS nonstop for, okay, probably at least the past three years plus, especially with their new all-English drop, Dynamite. You got to hear it. But I teamed up with Raycon, and they are offering 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash applebits. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And I'm not going to lie, they have actually surprisingly good sound for their price point. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, those are their best ones yet. You get about six hours of playtime, easy Bluetooth pairing, even more bass than before. And then this compact design with earbud tips that gives you this nice noise isolating fit. Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. You don't have any dangling wires or stems to distract you during video calls. And celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, and Brandy, they are obsessed with Raycons. For a limited time, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash applebits. That's buyraycon.com slash applebits for a special 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Make sure to check it out now while the deal's running. Buyraycon.com slash applebits. Okay, so we got iPhone out of the way. We pretty much are both going to get him. <laughs> it's pretty much been established. Um, this one is kind of interesting for me because I've been, and we don't have to linger on these super long, but I've been, I never got the Series 5 Apple Watch. I got the Series 4 Apple Watch. I love the Apple same, Watch. Same. It's one of my favorite Apple products of all time, even though it took them a while to finally figure it out. Um, I've said this so many times on the podcast, so I don't want to repeat it. But I look at the 6 and I hear, right, okay, same design, which I'm okay with. 
Uh, blood mm-hmm. oxygen monitoring, maybe a little better speed. The battery looks like it's, at least from reports, going to be pretty much the same. Um, we mm-hmm. have watchOS 7. I, I, I mean, typically I'll make an upgrade at least every two years, but I'm really curious if the Apple Watch Series 6, I, I could tell you right now I'm 50-50, where normally I'd be like, yeah, I'm pretty much going to get that. I'm a little 50-50 that... I don't know if the Apple Watch Series 6 is going to be enough for me to make another jump. I, I might hold back on it, quite honestly. I think I'm there with you. Um, I got the Series 4. You know, I would love an always-on display, but I just can't justify year-over-year updates, you know? Um, because, honestly, the Apple Watch is so far ahead of the competition <laughs> yeah. that, like, they're... The, it's still good a couple of years from now. And if you think about like what you're, you're what you're using the Apple Watch for, especially me, like I, it's very like bite-sized like, you know, applications. And so it's not like I'm using it like intensely. Um, and so I don't really feel like I need whatever faster speed because, you know, I'm using timers, I'm using the heart rate sensor. I'm using, you know, the, I'm checking it for the weather. I'm, I'm using it to breathe and stand now, you know, like wash my hands. Like these are features that don't require a lot of performance. Um, and you know, I'm, I would love to like track my sleep, but are those things necessary? Uh, probably not, you know? Um, and so, you know, I bought the original, I original Apple watch, which is like called series zero yep, now yep. and so, then series four. So I skipped one, two, three, and then went to four. And, you know, I think I, most people can actually, you know, hold out on buying a new Apple watch every year, you know, it's just totally unnecessary. Yeah, I, I think that's that's interesting that you mentioned that because I bought a Series 0. I only bought a Series 3 because I wanted to experience LTE because that was really the only feature like, oh, you could use it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Otherwise, I would not have, right? And now, you know, I, mm-hmm. I love the thing that's weird now is like, hmm, should I still get an LTE watch? Because I used that when I was out and about a lot. I would just leave my phone at home sometimes because I'm like going on a hike. I don't want to bring my phone. Just Apple Watch with LTE. That's perfect, right? But now that we're right. not even going out that much... Right, exactly. I don't, I don't, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, right now I'm I'm like, hmm, I'm probably good. Like, yeah, there I might buy it. People are like, oh, you said you wouldn't, but I'm telling you right now, it's it's not super compelling. And even the always on watch, I think that that comes into play more even when you're out and about when you want to peek at something, like maybe you're like with people or you're in a meeting or something like that. Mm-hmm. But at home, even when I well, use the series five, the always on didn't make that big of a difference to me because I'm so used to just turning it and it really does turn on pretty damn fast is like, okay, I'm good. I mean, I think that's why Apple's kind of like pivoting it a little bit to become this like health yeah. guardian, yeah. you know, to make it like, oh, it's it's doing all these, it's tracking all these, all this health data and it's making it really hard to not have it, you know, have the newest uh, trackings, you know, especially like, you know, once you get a little, a taste of like the health stuff, you, it, it's, it's, at least for me, like I get really addicted, you know, I didn't think I would. Um, but this whole like quarantine has actually made me like quite addicted to, um, the features on the Apple watch, like little things. I I wrote an article about this, how like the Apple watch is like my secret to surviving the pandemic. Right. And it's like the features I thought were like really dumb before, like, Oh, reminders to stand up, reminders to breathe, reminders to like, do you know, timers and stuff. It's like, wow, you're so annoying. But now it's like, well, I need somebody to like get me through a day, <laughs> you know. Um, and that—that that is my Apple Watch right now. It's so sad. It sounds so 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 miserable. No, no, I like... think it's the reality. It's the reality, though. And also, you're living on your own. So, you know, for people that are listening, 
you know, some people like, you know, I live with my girlfriend, like other people are on their own. It's different. Like for me, like I check in on my friends that are on their own because I know that it would be pretty tough. And so like having those things to kind of even like mix things up of just like the monotony of just being able to, as a writer and a content producer, literally us being stuck in a single fixed position for longer than we would even do if we were in an office. Cause in an office you have meetings, yeah. you get up, you have to talk to people, you move around. Right. I, I move less than I ever have now. Right. And I'm like, Oh dang, I hate this. Like I don't want to slow down, but it, this whole thing has slowed us all down. Right. Yeah. You still show off your guns when we, you know, do video calls. All natural, <laughs> all, na all, all natural, all natural. You're just like, mm, yeah, this angle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get out of here. All right. Let's talk about, let's talk about iPads. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> okay people can follow me on instagram if you want to understand that joke in any way shape or form okay so let's talk about ipads and mm -hmm. you know we i don't ex people have been saying oh they might release a new ipad pro with a newer processor by the end of this year i don't think they need to especially with everything happening but they showed off and there's been rumblings that okay we'll see an improved ipad air that will kind of have a design similar to the ipad mm -hmm. pro um this is kind of you know appeals to a more budget conscious ipad user it's hard for me to i'm an ipad pro user like through and through but i know most people are like no i want the entry level ipad i want an ipad air because that's all i really need that's what most people that's all, all right. they need right um i did have a question though about the ipad product line for you i feel like your stance on the magic keyboard has changed from the last time <laughs> you're on this show because like I continue to call it a freaking floating iMac, portable iMac, and you're like, but it's just a, you're like, it's just a case, and then all of a sudden, like, I think a week ago or so, I see a tweet from Ray Wong, and it said, <laughs> oh, I just banged out this review on a Magic Keyboard on an iPad, and it, it wasn't like dissing it, it actually sounded like proud, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting, because I remember the first impressions <laughs> of this device were not too high, so I just wanted to find out about your overall, um, what what has changed, Ray? What what's changed? <laughs> I mean, I still think a it's a very expensive accessory. It's like you know, for the pro version, it's three hundred or the twelve inch version, it's like three hundred fifty dollars. Um, so that is not a cheap accessory to add to your iPad. You can find a cheaper keyboard from a third party. Uh, it just won't be as good, you know. Um, but <laughs> the typing experience. I'm a writer, so you know, I'm spending all day writing thousands of words um, and I write long features. And so for me, a great keyboard and typing experience is number one, right? And so when I like get down and I settle in, I'm just like, oh, oh, I have an idea. And I just like start writing and typing on that keyboard. I don't know, for some reason that coupled with, you know, the fact that there are fewer distractions on iOS, that helps me focus a lot, you know? And so I'm able to like kind of get in the zone quicker. Hmm. And, you know, there are still things I don't love about the Magic Keyboard. I don't love that, you know, you can't open it with one hand. It's always a two-handed affair. Um, you know, I don't love that. It gets so grimy really easily, um, especially the outside case. I don't love that the trackpad is still so puny because I'm used to a massive trackpad on a MacBook Pro. And, you know, also... Mm, battery life is pretty bad. You know, it drains for some reason. And this is like, you can go find this on like, you know, Apple's support forums and stuff like that. People and Reddit, people have complained about the battery life and this thing drains your iPad pro like on, like there's no tomorrow. 
Like I'm constantly plugging this thing in and like I realize the pass through USB C port is just too slow. It like I'm always plugging it right into the iPad to quickly juice it up, you know? So I mean if you're like a writer, you're writing all day and you're gonna get a lot of value out of that, then this is worth three hundred fifty bucks, you know? Especially if you're doing that. If you're just gonna use it to type a few emails or, you know, a tweet here and there, like I would not spend your money on this. But you enjoyed the experience, didn't you? Because I remember, I mean, I'm not trying to call you out. I just like to see the evolution of it. You're trying to call me no, out. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm just referring back to past experiences because we were having this going back and forth and I, would, I was so hyped about it. And you're like, eh, it's okay, Brian. Like, honestly, like, you got to chill. But did you like it? Did you like it? <laughs> you're trying to get me to say something, aren't I'm just, you? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm asking you a direct question. Did you like it? I mean, I do like it. <laughs> I do like it. I do like it for typing. I, so, I don't know if I love it for everything else, you know? That's fine. Um, but, oh. you know, that's that's a, it's a specialty use case because it's like I'm using it for work mostly, you know? When I'm casually, like, using it, I, I mean, I actually find it kind of clunky when I'm casually using it for, like, yeah. videos, you know? But I love it for, like, writing, you know? Okay. Um, I think I'll reach for that over my MacBook any day. That at the time I, I didn't even listen to this. It's all coming back to me. At the time, I remember you had preferred a Surface Pro uh, keyboard over the iPad Pro keyboard. Has that changed now? Because they are different feeling. They are a little bit different, um, but you know, I'll, I'll still use a Surface Pro uh, keyboard. I still think it's it's a fantastic device. Hold on, hold on. you're it's being too like... PC. You're being too PC. I asked the question that was asked was, <laughs> "I'm too PC." Know? Yeah, Is you're saying, "Oh, you're like, oh, it's nice." You're, I would still use it, but the question wasn't that. The question was, after using them both now, which ones you prefer? <laughs> I feel like this is a, you know, a ba- there's a bounty on my head. <laughs> this, this is not a bounty. This is not a gotcha. This is just an honest conversation between two friends. <laughs> That's being put out on a podcast for like, you know, thousands of people to listen to. <laughs> well, as a reviewer, you do have to give your honest opinion. So I'm not going to publish this on Twitter or re- re-clip this and then put it in an audio segment so everyone can find out. But um, no, I'm not going to. But I'm just asking, like, did did it change your mind enough where you might after using it for a long period of time that you might prefer it over a Surface Pro keyboard? I'm honestly curious. I just said it in a, in a fun, you know, conniving way. I mean, you're really putting me in a tight spot, but I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I, I, I prefer typing on an iPad Magic keyboard oh, instead yeah. of a Surface Pro. Oh, my God. This is amazing. I, I don't have the time, but I almost want to go back <laughs> and take the clip of what you said and then paste it next to this because it – but it at the – You're just like fist pumping. It's like yeah. you feel vindicated right now. Well, because if the same thing happened to me where I changed my stance, I would want you to be like, oh, really, Brian? Because the last time we talked, I'm like, I know. I, I've seen the light. It changed. I'm different. I'm, I changed because – I use it long enough. It, it happens. But so I'm, I'm happy. I would say, you know, there there's so many reasons why I would pick it. And it's not just the keyboard, you know? Yeah. It's I'm a really crazy dude when it comes to like computing. I use like multiple platforms, multiple devices. Like I in one day I'll switch between like a Chromebook, uh, a Windows PC, uh, a MacBook, an iPad. And actually, and this is like sounds really weird, but like when I'm writing like really writing a long feature and I need like research and I need like Chrome tab and stuff. I actually have my MacBook open <laughs> and my <laughs> iPad with magic keyboard next to it. So I'm typing on my magic keyboard on the iPad, but 
I love that I can copy and paste things between mm, the MacBook yes. over to the iPad. I can like airdrop things from my iPhone and MacBook to the iPad and vice versa. Like this kind of like, it, it's such a weird thing. And I don't know if a lot of people actually work like I do, but like for me, it's just more efficient than like swiping through multiple apps on an iPad or a MacBook. And just, it's better to have like three devices that I can actually, you know, bounce between well, because they're, they're actually connected, you know? I'm I'm just glad that you have finally seen the light and have found love for a portable <laughs> floating iMac. <laughs> I mean, whatever whatever you need to hear to you know sleep sleep at night. <laughs> it makes me feel good. No, I'm 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 having fun with this. Okay, let's keep on. No, no, we we wait wait wait. We kind of missed. What we, do we miss? We missed one thing about the the iPad Air. Okay, go ahead. Touch ID in the home button. Oh, if that is is true. is that is is that true? I mean, there are rumors. There are like you know leak manuals or and such. Man, if that's true, I might have to buy this. I might have to buy this, man. Like, I just, a face ID is great, but like, Dude, if yeah. you've ever used an iPad Pro, sometimes it just doesn't work, no. you know? Yeah. Um, and you lean you, over. But especially in COVID times, it's like, man, I, I'd love to just like touch my finger on the button and be like, boom, pay oh, for this thing. I and, still miss how, for me, how reliable and efficient Touch ID has always been for me. So, and also, you know, if you think about it from a cost perspective, it's probably cheaper to have that fingerprint sensor in there instead of like a full-on Face ID camera array. And so that would make sense for the iPad Air to actually kind of have a better solution that's still a little cheaper than what the iPad Pro stuff has, even though I, I think that it will work better. I think it will really work better. I mean, if, if they do that, it's only inevitable that it comes to iPhone as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like they bring Touch ID back. I'd love that. I'd love that. But that's me. I'm not everybody. I mean, <laughs> I just I just think it's silly and I can't talk about it all the time because then people get annoyed at me. But I think it's silly that people have learned to accept that the notch is okay. I think it, I, I get it for the tech reasons, but come on, guys. Like when someone on the first gen, I think the iPhone 10, they're like, I actually like the notch because it makes it look different. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> you're losing screen real estate and you're going to tell me that? Come on. <laughs> be real like how much how how much like apple juice is being pumped into your bloodstream right now because that that's ridiculous that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. some real kool-aid man that's some real kool-aid that, that's some powerful stuff okay uh let's talk about silicon apple silicon probably the most exciting kind of tech thing yeah. from apple that we're hoping to see and expecting to see by the end of this year you know the rumors and reports it could potentially be a macbook 12 inch that gets the apple silicon it could be potentially a 13.3 inch macbook pro it could be both I don't know if we'll see an actual desktop in 2020, but there's been reports that we might see an Apple Silicon iMac at least by 2021. This is easily, as long as it works with my software, which it probably won't right out of the gates flawlessly, easily the most exciting thing around Apple for me. And it's kind of cool that it's not in the mobile space. I mean, it's in the portable space, but seeing an arm chip apple processor in max and what that could mean for battery life and even what it could mean for performance i'm super excited about these i want to i want to get one right when right when it comes out just and just mess with it all day same i mean and i am holding my 12 inch macbook right now um i bought it like you know the year after it was on sale um but love this computer you know, there are definitely some trade-offs, you know, the super flat keyboard, mm -hmm. 
uh, the 480p te- uh, webcam and, you know, single USB-C port. But, man, the portability of this device, be- this is like, you know, before the iPad Magic Keyboard came out, long before, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like a true Mac OS device. Um, and to, if they can, like, make this, this is like two pounds, you know. This is yeah. lighter than an iPad Pro with Magic Keyboard, yep. you know. Um, and if they can make this same device, even if it's like a millimeter thicker or whatever, if they can make this and like, you know, quadruple the battery life, that would be killer. Like we're talking like rumors of like 15 to 20 hours battery life. Now, I don't know what that actually means. Maybe that's like video. Maybe that's web browsing. Even if it's just web browsing, I mean, that's insane. Cause like, or even like, even if that's like mixed usage, mm-hmm. that's incredible because like an iPad gets like, you know, 10 solid hours. Right. And that's like the gold standard for a tablet. But this, I mean, we're talking about like real big jumps that Intel can't even match, you know? Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about this. I mean, I'm like I said, instant, instant gimme, gimme. Let me see what this is all about. 15 to 20 hour battery life, man, they can't even do that on the Apple watch, son. (laughs) (laughs) They they kind of can. I think actually technically it's rated like around 18, but I I mean, this is like, this is where Apple's going to really flex all over everybody, right? They're going to be like, this is, the experience that you can get with our devices and like i mean when is intel gonna be on that yet? you think you think a qualcomm like you know um hcx was gen 2 now i guess um those types of like arm chip devices can't even compete with this mm, not even close man apple's like you know renowned for like software and hardware optimization you know doing more with less you know um and I'm so excited for this because I know like how good the performance of like Apple's silicon is. It's like, so ahead of everyone right now. It's not even like the iPad Pro, like that, like the 2018 model. That one can crunch and process like video and export video f- way faster than like my 2019 MacBook Pro. You know, it's embarrassing <laughs> because it's like, I mean, the metal. Uh, API, like all this stuff inside, like it is insane. And I'm very excited for like other features, like maybe like Face ID, please bring Face ID to like a MacBook, you know, like these are all iOS features that they can now bring over because of this chip integration. Yeah. And, and, you know, the most underrated thing you talked about that we always know being a part of this um, kind of tech world is the hardware and software integration that we've seen from Apple. Now, the fact that they could do this with their desktops and laptops it's gonna it's gonna take things to another level for them even just some of the little weird connections that we don't even know that are gonna happen yet that will be able to happen mm, mm. it's gonna it's gonna be nice okay uh, it's, it's it's gonna be very nice I real think. nice real nice if, if you're an apple user it's gonna be real nice because you know i don't want to assume that everyone here is listening is a hardcore apple user because i have a wide range of listeners so that's why I'm glad, you know, that they could see that the Magic Keyboard is really that good. Okay, <laughs> so we got the uh, HomePod Mini. HomePods, oh my gosh. So HomePod, we've talked about it. Love the sound. Price is too high. It doesn't really do mm-hmm. much still. A new rumored HomePod Mini. We're going to talk a little bit about audio stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Let's. What would be a price? Do you own a HomePod right now or, or I not? I do. Okay. Um, I do. So... And and not because I'm like in the Apple ecosystem, just because I think it is the best looking smart speaker, and I also think it sounds phenomenal oh, it sounds for ridiculous. the size. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's. I mean, we know that the current HomePod is at least right now it's two ninety nine. It originally retailed for three forty nine. What do you think mm-hmm. would be a price point for a new HomePod Mini that would get you to get one to put in a second room? Is it one forty nine or is it ninety nine? Because we know it's not going to be forty nine dollars like a like a, a <laughs> Alexa device. I think it's you know I think ninety nine would work. Um, I mean, you regularly see the HomePod on sale for one ninety nine. That's how much I paid for mine. Yep, that's the price. Um, I told people that's what it's. That's definitely worth it for one ninety nine. Right, and so I think it's going to be like somewhere between ninety nine and one forty nine. You know, like if you look look at the competition, Sonos, um, I think they have like one ninety nine or some some sometimes it's like one forty nine, um, but somewhere in that range, you know, less than one ninety nine. I think you know. Um, yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm there. I, here's the thing. I mean, I mean, I I hope I hope it's there. You know, um, I, and we're seeing a little a little bit about this. You know, we're seeing Apple open up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with HomePod. You know, at Dub Dub, uh, they added the ability to uh, use to set like other third party music apps as the default. Um, you know, Spotify. Um, I haven't tried that personally myself. But uh, if they can open the HomePod up a little bit, um, then I think they could, you know, really swoop in and 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 win a bit, uh, win a bit of the market. Yeah, I did. A, I did a bit. I literally just did a big video recently about the four ways that Apple can fix the HomePod smart home problem. I'm not going to go through it here because it's a long video. But there's there's just so many small things that they can do just to make it better and a cheaper price. And something like a HomePod Mini is one of those things. They just got to get it in more places and. I didn't talk about this in the video, but one of the things that still bugs me this day is the fact that, okay, Apple has Siri. We know it's not that great. We know it's good enough for most people. But the fact that Siri operates totally differently on different devices and you can't do use it the same way, I get that they're different devices, but they've got to kind of tighten up some of the consistency of it as well, I think. For sure. I mean, Apple's doing a lot there. I mean, year over year, like they are hiring so much for <laughs> Siri. I mean, if you just look at like you know, follow 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 the trail, right? Um, they're they've hired a lot of people for their Siri team, and I think they're working on some real stuff. And you know, the the tricky thing with Apple and Siri is that they're trying to make it private, right? Or make it you know, respect your privacy. And it's really it's it's much harder than like say Alexa or you know the Google Assistant, which you know collects all of your data, you know and doesn't anonymize it uh, and you know all this other stuff so it's like they're i guess it's a lot more math you know mm-hmm. um so i mean I'll, i'd rather have that kind of privacy than you know be sharing all my data because it's like i recently actually like changed some of the settings for my alexa sorry i had to say that like really really quietly because i didn't want to trigger my <laughs> my device <laughs> it didn't it didn't turn on <laughs> um you can say Amazon <laughs> no, my, device. You can say Amazon device. Know what yeah, th- that thing, <laughs> that that little device, smart speaker. Um, I think you know. I recently ch- so I recently changed my settings, and you know it deletes voice recordings, but it actually got dumber, mm. like mm. so much dumber. It it constantly doesn't understand me. I'm like, hmm, I've got new hardware, but like years ago on older hardware, it actually understood me better, you know, and so. I'd rather have uh, privacy. I'd rather have you know something that understands the most general use cases of like you know voice commands than you know having a million features. Because actually, 
I mean, I've been using Alexa since day one before anyone else even had it. And um, I'm not using it for any of the stuff that a lot of the Google Assistant is advertised. I, I can't even keep up with like what. Yeah, what new features the they keep on throwing at us. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I get this like email from Amazon every week or every two weeks <laughs> where it's like, oh, this is what uh, what new features we add to Alexa. I'm like, I have no idea what those are and I don't care about them because the basic stuff I need are like music, you know, timers and uh, weather. I mean, news, I mean, and those things, those are features that yes, Apple already has. And everyone's going to be like, Oh, it's behind. But like when you put it in your home, like what do you actually use it for? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So we got that AirPod studio over the ear headphones, um, intrigued or not. Uh, AirPod Studio is the, the that over the put, that's what they're rumored to be called. Who knows the over the ear headphones noise canceling, kind of like your mm-hmm. Bose seven hundred style Sony XM fours. Um, aren't aren't they aren't those just like Beats? <laughs> they they are Beats, but they're gonna you know they're they're slowly they're gonna call stripping. them AirPods. They, they've got to I think they've got to call them AirPods something, <laughs> don't you think? Just I mean the AirPods branding is so strong. That's now. what I'm saying. Mm. But also, just like that makes no sense. They're not pods. Air, <laughs> um, air cans. <laughs> air cans. Air studios. Um, they'll probably call them AirPod Studios. Uh, AirPods Studio. Oh my God. So bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be a good product. Um, I've got a million noise cancellation headphones. You know, I just, uh, and I think you actually also uh, tried these out recently, reviewed them. Uh, the Sony W. H one thousand X M fours. Yes, wow, you did it. You got through it. You got through it. I'm surprised yeah, you even attempted to say earbuds. the whole name. Well, the wireless earbuds are like W F yeah one thousand X M three right now. Number right. Yeah. Um, those are like the best. So Sony's got the best wireless, yeah. uh, you know, noise cancellation over here headphones. I think the Surface uh, headphones twos are are pretty good too uh, for the price. And, uh, you know, this is clearly something Apple wants to play in, um, you know, beats is fine, but like, also it's like, it's, it's just not AirPods branding, you know? And, and I think the long-term play is like, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna give these out for, with like back to school stuff, you know? (laughs) And that's all like, they're, they're already doing that. They give you free AirPods with, so like long-term strategy, like they're building out this audio brand Yep. and, uh, yeah, I think they're gonna sell. You know, people are gonna they're they're stocking stuffers. You know, man, you um, you got you got a generous stocking stuffer. Those things are gonna be like three hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> I mean, You're like, hey, what can yeah. I say? What can I say? <laughs> all right, um, I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna tout all that Siri integration. They're gonna tout like you know the sound quality. You know, here's here's I the mean, crazy thing about those. Okay, so the AirPod Studio, I overall, you know, different. Headphones can excel in things a little better, but overall, the XM4s are absolutely the best headphones I've ever had. Just overall tech, features, noise canceling, sound quality, when you just kind of mix that all together, right? Now, I thought about it, and I'm like, damn. Okay, so Apple's going Apple's gonna to put one out there. Why? What would make me buy an Apple, if it was the exact same headphone from a sound quality, noise canceling standpoint, why would I buy an AirPods version or Apple version? And it literally would be the ecosystem. If it literally flawlessly could, if it does everything the Sony ones do, but just has that extra feature to hand off flawlessly between your phones, your tablet, your MacBook mm-hmm. Pro, that's enough 
for someone in the ecosystem to get that on top of the AirPods branding without even knowing it over the Sony ones. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, like even for someone like me who wants the best tech and best product, I'm like, that would actually, if I was faced with that decision, purchasing decision, I had to pick one or the other, I would, I would get the AirPods version. I really would. I mean, I mean, it's going to be a no brainer. You're in the store whenever we're in stores again, you know, uh, you're, you're shopping for, you know, when you shop for iPhones, they're like, Hey, look, AirPods. When they, when you shop for a Mac, they're going to be like, Hey, look, AirPods studios, you know? Oh, what's that? You want to buy your Apple TV and uh, you want private listing mm-hmm. AirPods mm-hmm. studio. I mean, there's so many use cases where they can like synergize, hate that word, but like synergize, uh, these headphones where other brands can't, you know, and they're yep. just going to sell these things as like add-ons. These are all add-on features. Apple's all about like, you know, selling services and add-ons to their core bread and butter because, you know, that's where the money is. You know, this other category, the wearables, like these are all accessories in addition to your, their main devices, which are the Macs, the iPads, the iPhones, you know? So yep. squeezing more, more blood and more money out of, uh, the user and keeping them there, you know, and uh, then then you're trapped there forever. <laughs> it's I mean it, it's it just reminded me how powerful the ecosystem was. That even let's let's even say the AirPod Studio were a little less superior in sound quality, but had great noise canceling and that and everything else, the tech and the ecosystem benefit that that has real real power and value and. Again, it just reminded me, like, damn, even me, I'm stuck in it. But you do get benefits from it. You do. You do. Okay, um, final rumored upcoming. This, this product has actually been rumored for, like, over a year now, I feel like. AirTags? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean. I think the excitement is kind of gone, but I will be actually happy when they come out. But AirTags, the location tracker <laughs> tags for Apple, um, I think the biggest value, again, is an ecosystem play where potentially – using you know encrypted connections we would basically be able to have the disposal of the entire iphone network potentially being Mm -hmm. able to help us locate an item and if that ever happens once and you take advantage of it you're gonna love air tags for life what do you what do you think about what do you think about these tags uh you know i don't i don't think it's just the tags themselves which are you know basically tile clones right Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be the software and you know, some of the the rumored and leaks have shown like this interface where you can use augmented reality with your iPhone to like locate the tag. You know, maybe there are some balloons that come out. I'm sure you've seen that. And uh, I think that's way smarter than just hearing a little beep, a sound. Cause mm-hmm. like, you no, know, I, 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 I've used tiles, I've owned them. And I'm just like, where is the sound? You know, where the hell is it coming from? I can't find it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you can just like see it visually on a map, something like that, like that would be way more powerful. And that that's, I, that's how I think Apple's going to market it. Um, and you know, they're going to say like, Hey, attach this thing to your iPhone, attach this thing to your MacBook, attach this thing to your, uh, you know, uh, Siri remote, you know, things mm-hmm. you lose all the time, like all of your Apple stuff. The last thing you want, anyone wants to do is like buy into this ecosystem and then lose all of this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, I think, moving into the future like every device is going to have like a find my feature you know i think airpods studios if they ever come out will probably have a way to like you know have that just like airpods i think you know and then they're gonna be like for all of your other non-apple devices here's how to make them work with your find 
with the Find My app, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and if they're cheap enough, um, I think Kyle's dead. I mean, they're already scared. <laughs> Dude, I mean, they were, they, they filed, I don't know if they actually went to court, but I remember they were kind of part of a group in Upswell that was saying, hey, they're, Apple's, you know, not giving us retail space. They're not favoring us right, in anticipation right. of them doing their own tags. And then, and then all of a sudden, I think a week later, there's a story like, oh, Apple's going to open up to third party uh, tracker companies to work with their platform, which, yeah, duh, they're going to now. That That's the, um, kind of the mea culpa but guess what the people are just gonna buy apple like most consumers that use iphones have no idea what tile is like tech people know what tile is um a middle a tech savvy consumer does but i would say most general consumers have no idea what this stuff is and when apple introduces it to them which we've seen all the time all of a sudden they're like oh my gosh location tags exist i can put one on my dog i can put one on my wallet and there, there well, you go. There you go. You, you just said it yourself. Most people are not tech people and they have no idea that all these other, you know, devices exist out there, you know? Like they don't know what Sony WH 1000 <laughs> XM 4s are. Like I can't I just barely said it and I'm a tech guy, okay? Like imagine telling somebody, "Hey, look, I want that pair of headphones." Like, "What?" I mean, AirPod Studios. Bam. Easy. Everyone knows what it is. I can pronounce them. I'm going to buy them exactly that's that's the marketing that's the marketing campaign i can pronounce them you're gonna buy them if you can pronounce it you're gonna buy it oh my god um so yeah most people don't know about all these little like accessories and this is where apple's gonna be like well we got them so you know it all works with your devices so i mean apple's I, I think it's a smart strategy. Yeah, it is. It's a super smart strategy. And it, it makes me feel for Tile and like Tracker. Like I actually own, I have two Tiles because quite honestly, my nephew, he's like, you mm-hmm. got to get on Tile, Uncle Brian. I'm like, even for me, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really need them. But he's like, no, he's like, I he bought, he, uh, this is embarrassing. My 11, <laughs> my 11 year old, my 11 year old nephew bought me two Tiles and I, installed them and i i actually does he them. work for tile no he, he secretly moonlights for tile <laughs> no jaron jaron i love this dude he's so awesome he's like my number one fan too but he's like uncle brian just use this tile you won't he always remembers that i lose my keys so he's so thoughtful right he's like i'm gonna get you a tile okay so first of all a grown-ass man having his nephew buy him a tile, it's kind of like wow brian you're really lame but i used it really? i'm like the tile is awesome and then i said oh well you plug into the apple ecosystem and Apple does their own, it's going to be even more awesome. And I'm like, damn it, Apple did it again, right? They're just preying on these companies that have like, <laughs> like taken like five years to really like fine tune this and innovate it. And all of a sudden, Apple's like, hmm, yeah, I like that idea. Top, we're sitting on we're sitting on two hundred billion plus dollars in cash. Let's just build our own division and do that. And boom. So, I, it's I a very I, Apple like thing to is, do. It is. It really is. So, all right. We talked about a lot of products here, Ray Ray. Uh, so 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 many products. So many. Is there? I'd like to hear. Even though we talked about a bunch, maybe you missed one or whatever. Is there one that stands out the most to you that you want the most? If you had to say of all these, you're only going to get one of them. Which would it be? Silicon MacBook. Sorry, sorry, iPhone. Yeah. Love a new iPhone, but like, ah, uh, the the just the idea of this powerful super lightweight small form factor device like uh <laughs> you know yep. like i i'm getting 
I'm salivating right now. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I know that w- will be a device that I can do a lot with, um, you know, a lot of work with. Um, and I, I, the only thing that is concerns me is like, and worries me is the keyboard. And the keyboard, it needs to be like, perfect um, like you, you basically want them to fit in a magic keyboard even if it makes it a little thicker, that's what I, right to make it a perfect I mean, make, device, make right? it make it another millimeter or two millimeters thicker make yeah. it uh point whatever grams heavier i don't you know that that doesn't matter to me just make sure the keyboard's good and there are rumors that it's gonna have like a butterfly four generation four keyboard and i don't even know that what that really means that's like <laughs> some like membrane stuff underneath yeah. where it's like it's not the magic keyboard but you know, it's it's not going to be as like you know busted as you know the the first gen or second gen um, butterfly keyboards. It's just like make the keyboard good, Apple. Don't mess this up. You know they've been they've been um, on a pretty good track record lately. Like I thought, 2019 was the year they really showed us that they were listening to all of us complaining like two three years ago, and they're like, ooh, we need to like it's because really it's because Johnny time. Johnny Ive left, man. No, I know. He's like, man, I'm w- walking out the door. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're undoing everything that I tried to change in the last couple of years, you know, there, there is a, there, there's an absolute connection to that without a doubt. You know, like we've, I think we've even talked about it jokingly, but it is true because you're it telling me, you're telling me Johnny Ive and SJ were, would be happy to increase the size of an iPhone. Honestly, let's take that, just that example alone that, that, that just did, that just didn't happen <laughs> during the entire regime. It was always right. to be th- like literally either as thin or be thinner. It was never give the customer what they want, which is more battery life. Right? Never. So, to your point, I mean, Apple's such a such a like much a much bigger company now. You know, you yep. really have to listen to the uh, customers, or else you end up with failures like you know the butterfly keyboard, or you end up with failures like you know the Mac Pro. Mm-hmm. You know, you end up with you know HomePod, or you know. Stuff like that is where like they were misguided and they had to walk back on it. And you know there there are some interesting st- shuffles happening at you know Apple in terms of like executive level. You know um, Johnny left. Um, Phil Schiller recently got promoted to fellow. Like quote invite, unquote, like, fellow. I know who I want to be know. a fellow. I want to get paid millions and just say hey guys, <laughs> just checking in on you while I'm fishing. Right. Like that. that that's just like. A, that's just like you know, nice a nice way of of saying like you know he's he's got his foot out the ha- out the door you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know I think they're you know if you look at what's happening, they're kind of like going back to a bunch of like old stuff, which is like not pushing the boundaries in terms of like design. Like you know, look Mac Pro tower design mm-hmm. back to the thing that Johnny already made. Um, you know, MacBook keyboards are. Back to the same design with the inverted, you know, arrow keys. Back to the thing that he already made. Thank God. Um, iPhones with like, you know, squared off edges. I mean, he already made that. It's like you guys are just using recycling old ideas, and maybe that's like, you know, that's where the wind of changes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's pointing to some change happening. Um, my product <laughs> that I am the most excited for is the iPad Air. <laughs> just kidding. It has to be the Mac. <laughs> it has to be the Silicon MacBooks. Or MacBooks. <laughs> Apple Silicon is where the heat is. Like that is where all the excitement and momentum is right now. And I'm there for it. I'm here for it. I want to see mm-hmm. it. I want to see it. So I'm totally on board with you there. And I hope that I, uh, you know people hearing this. It's it sounds so not sexy actually from a consumer standpoint, but it's the sexiest thing. 
that Apple's doing right now? I can promise you, people like yourself, YouTubers, video creators, you know, um, they're going to be able to use this device mm. for video editing. Mm-hmm. Like they're, you know, Final Cut. Um, I know this because, you know, I even the, the 2018 iPad Pro, it's you know, that is powerful enough to like edit 4K streams of like multiple streams of 4K video, either in Adobe, uh, was it Rush? Yeah, yeah. Um, and or, you know, iMovie and you just need better software, which is like, you know, Final Cut Pro 10. Uh, what they, they announced that it was like optimized for ARM chips or silicon, Apple silicon, right? They've already got that. Right so um, and the GPU is already there. I mean, we're talking about a, a, a next generation version. I mean, that alone is going to be like you're not, you're not going to have to carry this 15 pound, 15 inch MacBook anymore. You know, you're going to be able to carry this 12 inch, two pound device and actually edit video without the whole uh, system coming to a grinding halt. Yeah, it's so it's exciting. It's lovely. All right, Ray. <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you for coming out um, and just talking yeah. shop. Really enjoy you always coming out and speaking your mind, and you know, also being able to man up and kind of be like, "Hey, you know, I, 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 I never said you made a mistake, but I changed my thinking. Changed my thinking. I great. saw the light. Apparently, <laughs> you, you absolutely did. All right. Um, can you tell again, people, where they can find all your great work? Just before we let you go. Yeah, you can find my work on InputMag.com um, or on Twitter at Ray Wongy. That's R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. Excellent, my man. Okay, well, we'll talk to you soon. The This Techtober, Techtember, there's a whole lot more coming down the line. So, And again, Apple hasn't even made any announcements yet, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. It's insane. It's I mean, it's wild. September. It's going to get wild. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Peace. See you. Okay, so there you have it. Just a whole bunch of tech dropping this fall from Apple. You know, we have the Z Fold 2 that we talked about earlier. It is the truth. It is a technological marvel to me. It is amazing. Of course, it matters what ecosystem you're in, but that thing is gorgeous and it just you really see okay, what could be possible potentially in the future. It does cost 2000 bucks and when I did the math, I think you could basically buy like an iPad, a Apple Watch, and an AirPods for the price of the Z Fold 2. So it depends on what's your priority, but it kind of makes you go, dang, that's kind of crazy. So thanks again, everybody. We got to give a shout out and big thanks to our Platinum Apples at the $100 support level on patreon.com slash Brian Tong, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Eric Cohen. Thank you for your support. Thank all of you for all your support at all the different levels. I can't do this without you, and I appreciate it so much, especially with what's happening in the current times and conditions. I am just ridiculously grateful. But that's going to do it for this week. We will continue to follow all the stories and more. We'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Oh, and don't forget, next week, I want to hear from you all. Call in the show. Record it on your device. Send it to applebitsshow at gmail.com. I would love to hear what is the device you're most looking forward to and why, and maybe what... If you want to talk about what they could fix with one of those devices that maybe it's kind of putting you on the edge because you don't you just don't know if you're gonna get it yet because there's that one thing that they aren't doing right. So thanks everybody again for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.